Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Nicola and you are on Aspen Talks Health, where we learn about alternative healing modalities and how to show up more compassionately for ourselves, the environment, and for the animals. Today I have with me Julie Levin. She is a medical herbalist and the founder of Leaf People Skin Care. I brought her on the show because it's really important what we put in our on our bodies, toxins-wise. The average woman lathers herself with 170 chemicals a day. That's insane. And the reason why is because if we're bombarding our bodies with toxins, all of our immune system, all of our defenses goes to getting those toxins out instead of healing our cells and removing cancer cells and keeping us fresh and young and healthy. So this is very important that we start to pay really good attention to what goes on our skin. So welcome, Julie. I'm very happy to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us, please, about your, your amazing skincare line. How did you even get into this? What was your driver? Well, I started with going to school for herbal medicine, and I had studied botanical medicine in various parts of the world prior, um, while traveling and living abroad. And um, when I got out of school, I wanted to make a product line, but initially I had thought I would go into internal medicines. But there are already several great companies that existed, and at that time there weren't anybody making you know, spa-quality skincare with some of the more potent medicinal plants. Interesting. So I shifted and went into that direction. Nice. And so um, explain what a medical herbalist is. Well, a medical herbalist um, uses plants as medicine. You go through special training, and so you're looking both at the medicinal qualities of the plants, the energetics of the plants, the um, energetics of the person you're treating, and what their conditions are that you're treating, so you can make a really well-balanced kind of whole body beneficial treatment plan and medicines for them to come back into harmony and rid themselves of whatever type of disease or ailments they're having. So interesting. I don't think people yeah. think about the energy of the plant. And when you're extracting, yeah. you have to be cautious, huh? Yeah, you have, yeah, the plants all, you know, have different energies, both their inherent energy of the plant, but also kind of qualities, are they warming, are they cooling, are they damp, are they drying? So you want to look at those. You wouldn't treat a damp condition with plants that also have a damp quality. You know, you want to balance it out and you want to dry that out. You know, so there's different ways when you're mixing formulas, you're looking at all these different properties as well as the actual medicinal benefits in the plant itself. So interesting. Yeah. So is a drying plant something maybe that comes from the desert where it's, is it climatized um, or how is it? Not necessarily, um, although a lot of plants in the area where they grow will treat things that are common for that area, you know, so there is some overlap there, but it wouldn't be hard and fast that way always. Like jungle versus, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. So um, what are some of the ingredients that people should really be careful of? There are um, quite a few. I mean, one thing I do want to touch on, which I still see everywhere, are the chemical sunscreens. Yes. And... Um, there are many names for those, but the easiest way to get around the chemical sunscreens is when you're looking at the active ingredient section on your sunscreen package. It's got to be zinc or titanium. If anything else is listed there, then it's a chemical blocker, and um, those are not only harmful to you using them, but they also get into our environment, and they harm the animals and the fish. 
Um, Hawaii's actually got a bill on the table right now to ban certain chemical sunscreens, you know, to protect their ocean environment. Um, but that's one. Uh, so sorry, zinc and titanium. Yeah, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide. Those are the only two. Only two. If it's anything else, don't take it. And you know, and companies can be tricky. And I have seen this a lot where they'll use a mix of both. They'll okay. use a little zinc, and then they'll put in like a chemical blocker too, an oxybenzone or something. Okay. So it's you don't want them mixed. Doesn't like the one doesn't negate the other. You know, it has to be only mineral. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what goes on our skin goes into our body. I don't think we yeah. realize that. It's the largest organ we have. Yeah. You know, it drinks, it expresses, it breathes, you know what I mean? It does all that. And right. it's our immune, you know, like our first defense for our immunity, everything. It's right. really important. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what others? Are there any others? Um, the PEG group is uh, PEG, polyethylene glycol, usually followed by a number. Um, that's a kind of a common ingredient and in a lot of skincare kind of thrown in there. Um, in and, lotions? Or yeah, is lotions, it? creams mostly. And, you know, I would just avoid that. Any, it doesn't matter what number is behind it, like anything with a PEG. Um, if you're looking at your, like, antibacterial washes, the triclosan is is not good, it's very stripping and harmful to your own skin's immune function and a plethora of other negative effects, but wow. those you want to avoid, and antibacterial washes are so common, that is an easy one that can slip in somewhere. Huh. Um, and then a lot of the ones that we know, you know, like fragrances, parabens, um, you know, that get a lot of press already. There's one that's kind of coming onto the scene now, um, phenooxyethanol, which uh, was kind of the golden child to replace the parabens when that blew up quite a few years ago or a decade ago or so now. Um, and they thought this was going to be the new great preservative that wouldn't have any harmful effects and everybody could use instead. And now there's, you know, there's studies are coming out that are showing it's not as great as they once thought it was. Mm. And I think that is going to be like a future ban, you know, something that's really? coming up. Um, so parabens yeah. are, are preservatives. Yes, parabens are preservatives. And they're usually, um, there's a, a bit of a word in front of it, you know, like methyl paraben or propyl paraben. Like okay. the paraben is the end part of the word that you want to look for. Okay. So it doesn't matter what what Got the little it. segment is in front, they're all virtually the same. Okay. Yeah. I've actually seen reports linking diabetes to preservatives, more so in foods, but mm -hmm. interesting also Well, in a lot skincare. of these are used in foods too. You know, uh -huh. like they can be used in food or skincare. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And the fragrances, I want to go back to that one because that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, I've read a report. Uh, prior to the 1960s, all fragrances were oil-based mm -hmm. and derived from herbs or flowers, yeah. essences. Right. And in the 1960s, Chanel Number no. 5 was the first all-synthetic perfume. Mm. Wow. Okay. And since then, majority of them are. And you can really feel it. You might not notice it when you uh, spray one spritz on your body. Right. But if you walk through an airport, for example, mm -hmm. where they have that perfume section and it's like woof, overwhelming and yep. you can get a headache and get set your senses, you really... When it's in that volume, you can tell the damage. Mm -hmm. But you're doing damage with one spray a day. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's deemed the new secondhand smoke. I mean, that's wow. how damaging it is. 
and um, and basically because you know each fragrant is a really complex combination of chemicals to make it, mm. and it can be made from anything. Like anything can be in there. There's no definition of what huh. can be in a fragrance or not be in a fragrance. There's there's no regulation on that, and and there usually you know could be hundreds of items in there to make a fragrance, you know, like a really complex one. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, we had that issue, you know, early in the early days with leaf people, since we only use pure essential oils, you know, in the, in the beginning, sometimes we have, well, I had quite a few people who came in and were kind of like, mm, not used to that, you know, because they were used to more of the synthetic smells. Yeah. And so it didn't smell quite right to them, or some of them it didn't smell quite right, but they really liked it anyway, you know. And so it's been interesting to watch over the years as people kind of remove those synthetic fragrances from their life, how much they also open up more to the essential oils. And, can, and then they can tell the difference, like they can you know, when they're out in the world looking at other products, they can tell like, oh, and I smelled this, you know, lotion the other day and I could just tell, yeah. you know, it didn't have anything natural in it, you know, like yeah. they're, they can learn to identify, you know, what is plant source and what is not. Yeah, you become yeah. more sensitive. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about over-harvesting. What does that mean to you? Over-harvesting, you know, a lot of plants are getting stressed now, you know, with loss of habitat, change in our climate, and so on and so forth, and so um, their habitats are being reduced where they can naturally grow. And so over-harvesting is, is taking more than what can, the, the, the population needs to continue. You know, like you're taking too much and the population can't continue. Um, and it's, it's interesting, and a lot of people don't think about it, but not all plants can be cultivated in a farm setting, you know, especially medicinal plants. Arnica can't farm it. You know, certain yeah. ginsengs don't like to be farmed. You know, they do much better when they're in their natural environment with other plants, their ally plants that typically grow around them or uh, different plants to give them the right kind of filtered light or whatever it is that they need. Right. And so maintaining these natural wild environments, you know, for them to thrive is really important. Wow. And so yeah. the cult cultivated plants, you don't have to worry so much about har over harvesting because they're being cultivated. Right. Yeah. Where do you source your, uh, your ingredients? Well, some we do get, you know, right here locally, you know, a lot from Colorado. Wonderful. The Rocky Mountains is, you know, literally a pharmacy. Love you it. know, there's so many plants out there that are beneficial in many ways, you know. Um, so we do harvest quite a few, you know, like our horsetail, our mullein, our willow. We use the aspens. We get the arnica wild, you know, so we get a lot of those just here around. And I like to, you know, explain that to people, you know, in the summer when I'm at the market, you know, like, when you look around when you're on your hike, you know, you're going to be walking by these plants that are in the cream that you're using, you know, so they can help make that connection. And then others we, you know, source organically. You know, we work with a few different vendors who have really good organic sourcing. Nice. Can yeah. you tap on some of the benefits of each one of those? Like Arnica, how, how does that help the skin? Oh, Arnica is great um, anti-inflammatory and it helps... Uh, increase localized circulation. So we use it a bit in like our eye products, you know, for puffiness. Um, we also have some products made for our dermatology clinics that do like laser. It's wonderful after, you know, if you have a laser treatment um, or certain more aggressive facials, you know, to keep the inflammation down. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, one I didn't mention, but I'll mention now, is red clover we get here wild, and that is great for your collagen. Oh. It feeds a lot of um, nutrients to your skin, but it also has just a very mild uh, estrogenic property, and so it helps keep your collagen fibrils more bouncy to help with the elasticity of your skin. Clover. Uh, yeah, red clover. Interesting. Yeah, the flowers. We use flowers. Yeah. Um, willow, we use that more in like our cleansers and scrubs, okay. um, you know, to help exfoliate. And then we also put it in some of my extracts um, to help keep the skin bright. It kind of just gives this like luminosity really? in the skin, kind of that, that like healthy glow, like when you're glowing from the inside. Like your skin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect demonstration. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow, what else? Do you have any others? Um, to mind? Oh, horsetail yes. is great as a high silica-containing plant. Horsetail, you know, in the clover, you can drink as teas also. I wouldn't necessarily drink a willow tea, um, but those you can. And uh, the horsetail also helps with the collagen, you know, keeping the fibrils both aligned and flexible. And, and that's, you know, if you want to get into the... Um, like inherent intelligence of the plant, it kind of passes that inherent intelligence to the collagen of your skin to keep everything aligned and, you know, the fibrils really bouncy. Wow. It's like known for that. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is your skincare line. Which one of yeah. those uh, has... Um, Horsetail, we definitely put in the creams. Okay. I brought, I just brought a few, so I brought like a, a wash, a toner, and a serum. This is our clinical line that goes to the dermatologists and medical spas. Um, this is our Leaf Man by Leaf People, which is our men's line. Also brought a wash, a toner. This is our kind of all-in-one face, skin, and beard oil, and then a cream from each of those lines. I have uh, six lines total. So we do um, like anti-aging line, sensitive skin, combination skin, urban living, bath and body products um, huh. as well. But all, you know, highly extracted. You know, everything is made with, you know, do a layering of um, great uh, base oil, like highly nutritious base oils. And then I do all my own extracts into the oils with the plants. Um, and then we finish off with the essential oils. So you're kind of always getting this tiered effect from the different types of plant extracts and ingredients. Beautiful. I presume they have a, a shelf life. Right? Yep, that, yeah. Our, our products have been rated for a two-year shelf life. Um, our creams, we get tested, every batch gets tested uh, for that. Mm -hmm. And um, But two years. Preferably, you know, I'm constantly making products. So product is always coming out of the lab fresh. And I like people to use it within, you know, three to six months of yeah. buying it is my preference. I would think that that's when the plants are the most potent. Yeah, Maybe. when they're fresh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just like making a smoothie. You want to exactly. drink it, eat yeah. it quick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Beautiful. They're, you know, when you're working with the, the raw botanicals, it is more like cooking. You know, right? Yeah. So it's it's seeped in there. Kind yeah, of everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is fresh. You want you know to be mixed fresh. You want to use it right away. You don't want to keep it too long. You some of our clients who purchase of you, you know, like sometimes they'll buy quite a few creams at once, and so just have them keep them in the fridge. Oh, that's smart. You know, and that helps yeah, hold preserve. them in like a stasis. You know, so they don't age. Yeah, that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, a lot of my uh, viewers are female entrepreneurs, uh -huh. and so would you mind tapping into <laughs> your journey on the, on the business and how it... Mm -hmm. 
Um, it was a journey, you know? It's, uh, fortunately, you know, I love plants and, you know, big passion of mine to do this. And I really kind of come from the aspect that I, I'm in service to the botanical world. You know, mm -hmm. like this is, you know, I'm the vehicle for their message to get out. So that sort of helps drive you when you're getting really tired and you don't do it anymore. It's like, well, this really isn't my thing. It's their thing. And, you know, I'm just here to kind of bring it to the forefront. Um, but it's, you know, it's tricky. I was in formulations for a year to a year and a half before we even sold product. Oh, wow. That's a big financial investment, right. you know, and that's a big financial investment for not knowing if it's even going to pay off, you right. know, because there's always that, like, what if people hate this? Yeah. <laughs> what if it's terrible, course, you yeah, know? Yeah. And you've put in, you know, all this time and money um, into that. So, so the financial side is a struggle. I decided to just work full time and, you know, finance it myself. There are other ways, you know, you can get investors and, and do it that way that yeah. um, will probably make it flow a little differently. Right. And, um, and then, and then you know, all the other steps of you know, managing your time, making the right contacts, being in the right place at the right time, you know, sort of being able to recognize those opportunities when they come up right. and take action on them. Right. Yeah. And you've picked a few different channels, right? The Aspen Market? Yeah, we started on? in the Aspen Saturday Market, which has been great. Yes. <laughs> I, um... In the beginning, I was with Jeff, the Italian ice guy. We shared a little booth, oh, you know. Perfect. I, yeah. yeah, great. Because <laughs> he made all fresh fruit, you know, his stuff was very clean and similar, and uh, but edible. And uh, yeah, then moved down to my own booth, and and you know, we've just been really lucky. It's been a lot of word of mouth. I have not mm. really marketed heavily yet, you know. Good. We're doing our first big trade show in New York in August. Wow. And that's going to be kind of the first you know, big step in a formal way out into the, to the world. Nice. Um, but we've, you know, I've grown a really nice business just from word of mouth and, you know, reaching out here and there and following up and yeah. you can, you know, more of a organic way, I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah. Nice. Sometimes that might be uh, more peaceful of a journey in the beginning mm -hmm. versus if you started off with a massive order. Oh God. It would have been yeah. overwhelming maybe. Like the growing naturally is a little is comfortable. I think so. I mean, I'm a slow and steady wins the race gal, you know, like just stay on it, keep moving in an upward direction, and you know, you will get there. Um, it's funny people sometimes approach me and they're like, You should do Shark Tank. Yeah. And it's like Oh, that'd be my worst nightmare, you know, because you like you go from here to there very quickly overnight or very quickly, yeah. And that is that's a that's a tough thing to manage, right? You know, so yeah, for so, a small company, right? You know, and you're producing everything yourself. I make everything myself, like everything in these bottles. I have you know have started with oils and whole plants, and I've done the extracts and pressing and filtering and combining wow. and yeah. Wow. And where are yeah. you servicing? Where, how, how can people find this product? Uh, well, on our website. Yeah. Uh, we're in several locations here in town. Um, you know, the Aspen Emporium Flying Circus. You can get a whole facial with our product at Shariachi's Skin Therapy Clinic oh. and buy a product there. Nice. Um, we're in Whole Foods. 
Good. Um, Avalon Salon in Basalt also carries our line, so you can get a great haircut and then get some product on your way out. Excellent. Um, and then in, we're about seven states, I would say, mostly in um, like naturopathic clinics, um, dermatology clinics, and chiropractors, something with kind of a health aspect to it, or um, apothecaries run by medical herbalists. You know, that was a beautiful apothecary in Durango, Dancing Willow Herbs, that, you know, that carries our stuff. And she's also, but she also has all the medicines, too. Like, she has nice. a beautiful shop. Right. So, um, What is some of the feedback you get from the people that use your products? Mm. Well, I think, you know, I've had a couple of really touching interactions. Um, you know, one, I, I had a woman call, and, and I've had a few people call or, or come and tell me this at the market, but that they... Um, it's like they can feel, you know, the purity and the love that's in the product. And in using that, it makes them want to take better care of themselves. Like it, wow. it makes them really get the whole self-care and then caring for themselves makes them want to care for others, you know. But it's like they can feel that energy, you know, from the plants coming into them Beautiful. to really, you know, love themselves in a better way. And that's that's probably, you know, the best feedback I've gotten. Um, I love that. I've had a lot of people, <laughs> this hilarious uh, clients in New York, uh, you know, who's kind of that typical urban go, go, go. And she called me up one day and she was like, I have to tell you something. And I was bracing myself. I'm like, oh no, oh no, you know, something bad happened. And she's like, I was at the bank and the teller told me I was glowing. She's like, nobody's ever told me I'm glowing, you know? Uh, and she's like, and I know it was your products, you know, I just beautiful. know it, you know? And so, you know, things like, I mean, people of course comment like they think their wrinkles are minimizing or going away and stuff like that. And that's wonderful too. But I like the more kind of emotional feedback, right. you know, where people yeah. get a kick out of it in a different way. That's yeah. such a great topic, a point you bring up, that to start your day just loving yourself with something natural and organic and beautiful and taking just such good care of yourself yeah. starting your day. Yeah. It, it sets the tone for the rest it of the day. It sets the tone. And it takes, a, like, what, two minutes, you know, to mm -hmm. one minute, you know, to wash and spritz and put on some good cream and you're, like, shifted, you know, yeah. instantly. Yeah, and there's the energetic component that you yeah. really actually feel. How yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you have a product for men. The, the beard? So you put oil on the beard? Yeah, it is too, both, you know, like sometimes guys, their beard is a little crazy, you know, the hair. <laughs> huh. I grew up in Alaska, so I've Got seen it. a lot of beards, you know. Um, so just sort of help, you know, they can comb it down and just kind of keeps everybody in place in terms of their beard hair. Uh, nice. But also the skin can get dry underneath. Okay. You know, and so you can work it down into your skin so that your beard doesn't itch. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Because the, sometimes their skin underneath can get a little dry and itchy. That makes so, so yeah. much sense. Yeah. Grizzly control. Yeah. That's what you can call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Really wonderful. So are there yeah. any final thoughts that you have for the audience? Well, um, you know, I think, you know, we also focus on giving back. 5% of our sales is donated to charity. And it's, you know... A big thing I wanted to create was just a positive feedback loop. You know, make something from, you know, ingredients that are, are harmoniously here, 
to something that makes people feel good and feel good about themselves and love the way they are, you know, that then makes them want to go out and do good and so on. And so we kind of tie our charity into that as well. And, you know, final thoughts are, yeah, you know, take, take good care of yourself, love yourself, be good to yourself. Yeah. Because then it's easier to be good to others. So true. It you know? starts with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How many women have that challenge? <laughs> <laughs> they look in the mirror and they're not happy with yeah. what they see. It's, yeah. And they beat themselves up. And then how can you be nice to people yeah. if you're unhappy with yourself? Yeah. I, yeah. And this is, you know, we're equally about, you know, feeling good and being healthy. And, you know, people, you know, I tell people a lot, it's, you know, like, how does leave people work or what's the point? And, you know, and the point is to get your skin into its most healthy state so that, you know, then it looks youthful, brighter, you know, better, because it's, it's, your skin is actually healthy and happy. That organ right. is happy, you know? And so it's, I can't say how much better you're gonna look. I don't know, because right. we, don't, we don't formulate for that. We yeah. formulate for the health, you know, the feeling good. But great point also, your skin is a, is, a, is a demonstration of how your body is doing. Yeah. So if you're covered in acne, there's a good chance you've got too much sugar in your diet, too much saturated fat, mm -hmm. and what's going on on the outside often is going on in the inside. And yep. you might be creating long-term health conditions that you're... Your, your skin is actually warning you about. Exactly, yep. It's, it's a, the first indication. And also, you know, when you have stuff like that going on that is showing itself in your skin, oftentimes the nutrients that you take in are going other places to repair and they're not making it out to your skin. Ah. And so it's really important to have good nutrition put on topically that can come in through the skin to give it that extra support. So then what you eat yeah. that can go to the other organs or areas that need help on the inside. Makes total sense. Yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, um, so are there any herbs that you can ingest and feel? We had talked about this a little we bit on the phone. We talked about that. We talked about kind of the take home and, and yes. I've been thinking about that. And, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, what I love to do and, and you can do it with, with with even simple herbs like rosemary or peppermint. Okay. But, um, but it's great if you have the plant living there too. So that's why I kind of often suggest this to people with culinary herbs because they can okay. have the actual plant and then they can make the fresh tea yes. and you can sit with the plant and sip your tea and then really try to feel like where does that go? Wow. Where am I feeling this? You know, what thoughts come up when I drink this? Um, so like peppermint and rosemary make a great combination, mm. easy to grow at home, yep. you know, and so you can kind of, and they're a perfect morning tea because they're, you know, they stimulate the blood flow to the brain, they kind of brighten your mind, they wake you up. It's like a really great non-caffeinated way to kind of pick yourself up. Peppermint and, and rosemary. And rosemary. Wonderful. Yeah, and if you want to add a little, you know, caffeine or something, you could add a little green tea. Okay. Um, or you could bring in some ginkgo. It does not have caffeine, but will kind of also um, increase your brain, you know, stimulation and awareness. I love but, um, yeah, make your tea, kind of sit with the live plant there, you know, and just, you know, take that in, yeah. you know, what's happening. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This is an amazing line. I am very excited for this. Uh, a lot of people to experience your products. Thank you. They're yeah. beautiful. And I love that it's so sourced in love and connection to the plants and, and honoring you know, our, our environment and our mm -hmm. system and, and, yeah. our, and our own and ourself, loving ourselves. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And we, I am at the market in the summer in person. Okay. So if people, you know, want to actually 
come talk to me or have questions, they can come find me there. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you guys, as always, check out AspenTalksHealth.com. I'll put up Julie's contact information and where you can find these wonderful products. And I'm also going to link you to the EWG's website, which is the Environmental Working Group. And they have amazing reports on how toxins get into our system from our cleaning products to our, obviously, our skin care to a whole list of, of products. So, you know, we might not have control of the air quality outside, but we absolutely have control of the products that we have in our house, and it's so important to minimize those toxins. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time.